kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey, listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider sharing it with a teacher, a classmate, a relative, or someone you think should hear it. And thanks. What is optimism? Optimism is thinking positive. It's all about positivity. Optimism for me is it's hope, it's confidence about the future of a successful outcome, whatever that may be successful for you. But it's about having hope and having joy and, and confidence that whatever may happen will be good. Welcome to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm a teacher, a librarian, and I'm your host. The voices you heard at the top of our show were from Jonah and Mayer. Each week we talk about the big things going on in your world with a different author from our Kids Book About series. Hello, friends. My name is Mayor Kay, and I am the author of A Kid's Book About Optimism. I would describe myself as a, a Jewish man, uh, a filmmaker, actor, podcaster, and motivational speaker. Yeah, I'm the proud author of A Kid's Book About Optimism. Oh my word, I have been waiting to share this conversation with you because it's one that centers on hope and positive outlook and a belief that accepting whatever challenges are in front of us, things will turn out all right. And if they don't, we'll keep pushing forward until they do. Mayer, that's spelled M-E-I-R for those of you who want to look him up, was a kid a lot like a good number of you, I suspect. Let's hear it from him and you tell me. People always told me, like, Mayor, you always seem like a happy kid or an optimistic kid, a positive kid. And I'm blessed to say that, you know, as a kid, it seemed natural to me. It just seemed very natural. It was sort of the household that I grew up in, thankfully. And uh, my parents had a certain outlook towards life that they passed on to me to always look for the good, look for what's possible. Even again, perhaps something is now challenging or tough, but it'll change, you know, just like our thoughts and feelings never stay the same. There's always a constant change. So too, right now in the very moment we're going through something, there's always a change and we could look at it and even help, you know, there's a saying in the book, think good and it'll be good. If we actually truly put in that effort, we think about it and we, and we plan for it, we manifest that we bring that down into like this actual alley. Like, yes, this could happen. This could happen. This could happen. It will happen. We really have a power that we could help shift and look at the world in a more like optimistic way. It's not as simple as choosing to have a positive attitude or a negative one. It's not as basic as choosing to trust that people have good intentions or that they don't. It's a bit deeper than that. The way someone shows optimism is by the way they carry themselves, by the way they w use their words. Sometimes they don't have to even use words, but just by their their energy that they put out into the world, whether it's, you know, standing a little bit taller or, or smiling a bit more or, you know, having an encouraging word. Sometimes, you know, optimism is it not necessarily doesn't mean that right now in this very moment things are, are going well. However, it's having the idea that, you know what, it's it's going to get better. Things will heal. You know, I... 
maybe going on a tangent here, Matthew, but in the book, I use the example where like I broke my arm and in that moment, it's like, I couldn't just say, oh yeah, this is everything is great. Like, no, I love playing sports and running around and using my arm to its full capacity, but it was broken. So I was sad. I was sad and it hurt, <laughs> but I was optimistic. And I knew that it's going to heal. It'll get better. And throughout this time with the journey of having my broken arm, I'll have stories to tell. And it even was a great way to like make some friends in class because they were able to come over and sign my cast. So even within those, you know, so sad moments, I was optimistic that I'll get better and also looked at things in a way that would find new opportunity to, to blossom and grow and, and find new opportunities to make friends and build better connections. Have you ever broken a bone? I have not broken a bone, not in my entire life. That seems weird, right? My sister broke her arm when she was five or six, and I remember that my mom saved her cast for years and years. It was like literally 15 years later till I think my mom like like threw out my like smelly old cast because I, I wanted to, I held on to it forever. Like I was like, oh my God, no way. This is like a memory. This is a memento from my, you know, from my my earlier days. So it was, it was hard to let go, but yeah, I, I, it was, it was definitely one of the perks about breaking your arm, not to suggest to do so, but if you end up breaking an arm, that's definitely fun. And later on, I actually had a friend who broke his arm and he like decorated with glitter and jewels and attached like, like really, he got really funky and creative with it. So I was very impressed with that. Quick public service announcement. Listeners do not try to break your arm. Do not try to break any bones for that matter. It will hurt. You'll have to go to the doctor and your parent or grown-up will have to pay the bills to have it repaired. And if you really want a cool cast that people can sign, craft one from materials that are okay to write on. Not seek a way to get an actual cast, okay? Just felt like I needed to say it. But getting us back on track... Can you tell that optimistic outlook Mayor has even from when big things happen, like breaking an arm? Does it give you a sense of how it feels to be optimistic? To feel optimistic, it means you feel joyful. You always think happy. It's a great feeling. It's, you know, I feel like a surge of energy, uh, maybe a skip in my step. I, I My shoulders are a bit back and my head's a little, I raise my head a little higher. I find myself a bit more, even friendlier, the way I'm engaging with people. I find myself like like sharing optimistic viewpoints or like, you know, just asking them more about what's going on in their life. I want to, I'm trying to see where I can be helpful with people. It really spills over to not just like the one thing that I'm trying to be optimistic about, but it really spills over to the other things in my life too. The way I have conversations with people, like I said, like the way I, I'm walking and talking, the way I feel inside, it maybe feels like a hug. Like I feel like I'm like hugging myself. I feel like a warm sensation that's running through my body, like maybe warm tea that's running through my my blood. You know, I just feel like my, my, my bloodstream, like I just feel like warm and, and need to wanting to share that with other people too. I feel like this brings up a question. And maybe as you're listening to this, you're wondering the same thing. If there are times when we choose whether we approach something new or challenging with an optimistic attitude or not, why wouldn't you choose to be positive and hopeful about the way something could go? So for me, growing up, it was something that came naturally to me. As I grew older uh, into my teens and early adult years, it took a lot more work. And now today, it's, it takes work. And in the book, we talk about tools and it, there are tools and there are ways for us to keep on sharpening our tools and to stay engaged with an optimistic point of view. Because 
naturally as humans, I think we are a lot more fear-based. We get scared and it's a way of survival. You know, you may think like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to feel these ways. Why would I want to feel fearful? Well, it's just really a way for us to feel safe to like, you know, for example, like mm, public speaking can be very scary. So we were telling ourselves, oh, I'm afraid to public speak. I will rather not share my voice and go up in front of my class and share my opinion because I may be embarrassed. I may fumble on a word. They may laugh at me. But what we're really doing is not engaging with this opportunity to share with who we are and what our thoughts are, what our feelings are. And that's really a big, big thing for us to do. But our body sometimes, our mind tells us, you know what? It's better not to share that because you may mess up, you may make a mistake. So let's just keep quiet, staying in the corner. And that's where fear keeps us small. It's sometimes will keep us away from like keeping our expectations or our goals from, a, from being, you know, let down. So it's like, you know what, why should I dream big? Because I may, I may not get there. So let me just think small and let me think the worst thing will happen. And so I won't be disappointed. But you know what? If we shift our mindset and we think what's the best that could happen, or we think about the same energy we're putting towards like the, the things that may not go right, we could think about, wow, these things actually could go right. It's the same types of thoughts. It's the same type of energy. So you know what? Why not think that way and create a successful outcome through our way of thinking, talking, and behaving? Coming up after the break, Mayer shares some of the amazing ways he's using optimism to change the world. Plus, he answers a question sent in by you, the listeners, right after this. Hey, grown-ups! With over a hundred different titles in our Kids Book About series, it may be hard to figure out where to start. Allow me to make a suggestion. There is perhaps no greater feeling, nothing more life-giving or secure, than to know you belong. No matter where you are, what you're experiencing, or who you're around, without that feeling of belonging, it's hard to concentrate on anything else. We can help our kids know what it feels like to belong and what it takes to help others feel like they belong around us. When you do belong, you it's very, very evident, right? Because I like to say, your heart smiles and your brain is tickled. That's Kevin Carroll, author of A Kid's Book About Belonging. Check out our Kevin Talks About Belonging episode of A Kid's Book About, the podcast. Listen together with the kiddos in your life. And when you're ready, visit akidsco.com for more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Welcome back to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about optimism with A Kid's Book About author, Mayor Kay. One of the tools that uh, I talk about in the book um, about a kid's book about optimism is that surround yourself with optimistic people. And like, you know how it's like, if you're listening now, you, you're around a friend, you're around even a stranger, you know that you could feel if they're a happy person or a welcoming person, they want to talk to you, they want to keep quiet. That's energy. We're not saying words, but we're feeling something. And it's not good to deny ourselves our feelings. Whatever you're feeling, it's, it's true. Our body's setting us signals. Our body is talking to us. So when I say surround yourself with optimistic people, you could easily find those people. It's it's those people who, who have a positive word to say, who look at the world with an optimistic outlook. They Again, they may be in touch with their feelings. They may be going through something seeming tough or sad in the moment, but they have hope and they and they know that you know things will get better and we could get better together. Like 
there's a famous saying, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You know, it's, it's the people who you surround yourself with. It's those friends, it's those family members, it's that team that you put together through life. Uh, and if they're, if they're positive, they're optimistic, they're good human beings, then I, I could guarantee you that your future will be filled with those types of, of, of moments of, of joy and positivity and optimism. That really feeds you. Just like your diet, just like the way you want to eat healthy, your body will respond to that and you'll be a healthy person. So too, the way, you know, the way we, what we consume, what we take in from people, what they tell us, what we read, what we listen to, this all plays a big factor into how we will develop into our future selves. We've already said the word earlier in the show, but the opposite of optimism is pessimism. If an optimist is someone with a positive outlook on how things may go in a given situation, a pessimist might have a negative outlook. Pessimism is easily said is the opposite of optimism. And it's, um, I would say, looking at the outcome in a more uh, low energy or scared, fearful way, looking for the, the what's what will be like the worst thing that could happen. And, and then what happens is, is we sort of put it this pessimistic point of view onto our future, which is not really giving us the best way of success to having a, a happy or confident and successful outcome. I want to tread lightly here because there's no shame in thinking about things not turning out as you planned. Fixating on those things, however, might be really devastating to your mental health. Jonah in Maryland follows up with a question. Is it bad to be a pessimist? Yeah, that's a great question. So Jonah, thank you so much for your question. Um, is it bad to be a pessimist? You know, I want to, the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear that question is, I wouldn't want to say it's bad to be anything. What I mean by that is like, whatever it is that you're feeling or or your viewpoint in, in life is it's okay you know it's okay and and i think to be a pessimist is is a natural way of of keeping ourselves comforted or keeping ourselves safe from outcomes that we don't know like, we want to control everything we want to know what's how things are going to be and we sometimes have we attach expectations uh, or goals of how we want these things to end up. And it's scary not to know like, oh my God, what's the future going to be? I don't know. I don't know, Jonah. So a way for us to deal with that is to look at uh, the the future in a way that like, okay, you know what? I'm going to keep my expectations, my goals in a lower way, or I'm going to not allow myself to feel joyous or feel happy or feel optimistic because I'm afraid that it, I'll, I'll be let down. And who wants to feel bad? So I wouldn't say the feeling pessimistic is, is a bad thing, but I think it's it's a, a starting point to realize for us to know like there's there's another way as well. There are multiple avenues, there are multiple roads. Let's say from I used to live in New York and now I live in Los Angeles, California. So there's there's no right or wrong way to to get to New York to LA. There's you can go by plane, you could you take a car, you could go by motorcycle, by bicycle, you could walk it and run it. And there's also many roads that lead to New York to California. There's no wrong or right way. So I think there a pessim a way of looking at life through a pessimistic viewpoint, through those sort of glasses, is a way people could you could live through life. I think there's also a more, there's perhaps a more joyous way and there's uh and that in my way, a more better way to look at life and, and without using more energy, even perhaps even less energy. And that could be through optimistic by having a hope and having confidence that whatever the future may be, I may not have control over it, but I have control over the way I see things. I don't really have control over what happens to me in life, you know, but what I do have control over is how I react to those things. And I found through my experience, by having an optimistic point of view, 
my life has been a lot more happier and a lot more peaceful. Things are happening in the world. And whether you are aware or not, those things are having an effect on you and on every single person around you. A kid's book about optimism came out of the global COVID-19 pandemic. And I think hearing this story will make you appreciate Mayer's journey even more. One of the greatest things that could have came out of the pandemic and being locked down was linking up with Jelani Memory, the founder of A Kid's Book About and the author of A Kid's Book About Racism. So I got connected with Jelani through a friend of mine called Adam Schramweiser. He's the author of A Kid's Book About Money. Fantastic book. And Adam is a good friend of mine. And we were just talking and he just sort of clicked. We were just talking during the pandemic. Uh, and he was like, Mayor, I got to put you in touch with a friend of mine, Jelani. And I think there's something there. Perhaps you can even write your own children's book. And of course, that got me so excited because I've always wanted to be an author of a, of a kid's book. And here we are in the thick of, of I'm locked down, I'm, I'm in quarantine and, and, it's, and it's scary. And I've had my tough times through that as well. And I was having challenges to be optimistic through that time. And I wanted something creative to do. I wanted to, to, to put something out into the world. And the timing couldn't have not been more magical. Me and Jelani, we talked and uh, within you know a few short months, we locked on the idea of optimism. It's something that I live by and want to share with the world. And with the timing, of course, what was going on with the world, that we believed that the world needed a bit more optimism in it. So we created the book and, and now it's out here in the universe and it's been a beautiful journey to be a part of. Everybody got vulnerable. Everybody talked about their story. And then I went last and like, it was like, it was so healing and so powerful to just like, I'm like, wow, we were just strangers before this phone call. And now we're like very intimate. We know each other. And it, it felt like a family from the get-go the whole kids book about uh, family and it's, and it's great to be part of it. I want to leave you listeners with a bit of mayor out in the universe. Maybe you've read a kid's book about optimism. Maybe after listening to this, you're going to go look for it at your local library. Maybe hearing mayor talk about optimism has drawn you in, in some way to who he is or how he walks through the world. I first really knew who Mayer was through YouTube and the incredible and incredibly heartfelt things Mayer does through his channel and throughout his city to see people, to welcome them in, to encourage them to play and to remind them that they're loved. Well, I, from the get-go, I always loved creating content. I always loved creating films and short films. I loved acting and performing. And I also knew that this was such a powerful tool, like video. And, and YouTube came about. And so I knew I, I wanted to spread messages of positive. I'm just like a positive guy, optimistic guy. I want, to, I want to show up in the world in this way. And I want to share those messages. So I thought, you know what? Let me share this through video, combine the two. And that could be a, a powerful platform and a way to connect with so many people. So... The way I use YouTube and my platform and social media to spread optimism, positivity, and love is through various short films and social experiments, like some that you just mentioned. Um, more recently, I went on the streets of New York City. I blindfolded myself and I had a sign and expressed that I, I stand for peace and I want to connect with other human beings and was often just like, hey, I had my hands right open and who wants to give me a hug? And it was so beautiful. People stepped into that space and from all walks of life and gave me hugs and we connected for a few moments and we shared beautiful words of this connection and support around peace and, and love. 
And uh, I, yeah, I, I actually uh, went around New York City high-fiving New Yorkers or Sometimes I make social experiments where I want to help people feel more comfortable in their own skin or to feel more confident about themselves. For example, like I had a box in Union Square in New York City and I asked people before they stepped into the box, I said there was this really powerful, incredible leader inside. And what does it take to be a leader? And people gave incredible, great adjectives about being confident or, you know, to support other people. And they went on to be level, to be loving and compassionate. And some of them thought, uh, that this would be a leader, but they, they didn't think them this way about themselves. And they walked inside this box and inside the box wasn't anybody, but just a mirror. And the message of it was for them to see themselves as this leader, as being compassionate and love, because we're all filled with these beautiful things. We're all filled with love and compassion and strength and, and good power to show up as leaders as ourselves. So what I try to do is to create spaces where people can show up as their authentic selves, feel safe and to express themselves as themselves and also to connect with other human beings and realize that, you know, we're, we have more in common than we think. Thank you to Mayor Kay, author of A Kid's Book About Optimism, for joining us today. And thanks to our very special kid voices for helping make this episode what it is. Hi, my name is Jonah. I'm 10 years old and I live in Maryland. My favorite thing is my Nintendo Switch because I get to play uh, Fortnite and get to play with my friends. Thank you, Jonah. Listeners, if you want to be on a future episode of A Kid's Book About the podcast, or if you have a question you'd like us to consider, have a grown-up email us at listen at akidspodcastabout.com and we'll send you the details. A Kid's Book About the podcast is written, edited, and produced by me, Matthew Winner, with help from Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory, and this show was brought to you by A Kid's Podcast About. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. And if you like this episode, consider sharing it with a friend, teacher, or grown-up. Join us next week for a discussion about money with a kid's book about author, Adam Stramwasser. Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm the head of audio at A Kids Co. And I also host A Kids Book About the podcast. And worth noting, I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our shows in your classroom or in your bedroom, over breakfast or over dinner, on your drive or on your downtime. No matter what you do between this listen and the next time you tune in, thanks. You're awesome. And it's because of kids like you that we get to make cool stuff like this. See ya. See ya.